Well, hello there, and thank you for joining us. I'm your host, Stephen Kowalczyk, and tonight we're serving up a heaping helping of inspirational stories, thought-provoking topics, and unique perspectives. I hope you came hungry, because you're about to devour an addictive podcast. So today on Devour an Addictive Podcast, we have uh, two brothers that are uh, quite interesting individuals, and they are the Clage brothers, Rob and Brian, and they are the owners of one of the coolest places I've ever been considering what it is. It's a dental studio, and it's Cranberry Dental Studio, and this place is fantastic. We are here with the brothers, Rob and Brian, hello, how are you? Doing great, thanks for having us. Yeah, very, very welcome. Great Thank to be you. here. I'm so happy you're here. We want to talk more about today's deeper impact of cosmetic dentistry. I'm not only a believer, I'm a client. And hmm. they did some amazing things for me and my mouth and my teeth and my perception of myself. And it really blew my mind when I started thinking about all the years that, that you know, I was affected by the fact that I didn't feel good about my teeth. And even if you don't think about it every day, like, oh my God, I hate my teeth. Oh my God, I hate my teeth. It affects you deeply at times and I had braces on at 27 to 31 and then I ran in you guys last year and I was 48 and my teeth weren't terribly crooked but the, and the gums were kind of receding and things like that and and it, it needs some work badly and and you did it in like two months you gave me an amazing rock star Hollywood smile and pictures to be posted on Instagram and <laughs> Facebook mind you but I first want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart well you're welcome thank thank you so much for you know, being a patient and trusting us with what your goals were for having an improved smile I think that it's really hard to estimate how how powerful that can be to give somebody confidence and, and feel great about themselves. I think in a lot of cases, people don't realize how important that is. It is extremely important. And, and I'll be honest, whenever I was thinking about doing it, I was extremely nervous. And I had no idea what would go on as far as making that change and having it done and suddenly I have a different smile and it was that easy for the most part like 12 visits because we had to do a lot of other stuff but it changed everything and I wanted to come in and say you know thank you obviously which I got that out of the way but we would need to talk more about this Brian let me ask you a question uh, so not everybody grows up with with good health care sure what would you say to somebody that suddenly at 30, 35, 40, they, de they decide that they've put this aside for so long and they really want to do something about it? Where do, where do they start? Just by walking in the door and letting you know exactly what they want done? Or what if, I mean, there's a million scenarios how bad your teeth could be. Sure. What well, do you do? Well, I think the important thing is to, to do as much research as you can and really take a look online. Try and differentiate, and that's the tough part, navigating online information. Try get some honest answers try and get try and not to fall into uh, let's say a, uh, the, the wrong hand so to speak so I think just doing as best as you can when it comes to uh, educating yourself and making smart decisions I think that's a big part of that education process so what I always talk to patients about is whatever's going to make you happy uh, and I think that's the way your consultation goes so you can do all the research in the world and you go to the go to the dentist or go to the doctor or whatever you're looking at and then your impression of them online or what you might have saw with reviews is different than the person that you're meeting and actually in person. Uh, 
the doctors you're meeting in person think that it's important for you to get some clear facts and some good information. So when I talk to patients, a lot of times what I'll say is, we're here to educate you and for you to make decisions. So if you ever feel like you're being pressured into something, I think you might want to continue to go to and seek out some more consultations. You know they have tons of different yeah. tooth replacement options. Right. Like the one that's really kind of scary to me are the ones where they put the big bolt uh, heads in their mouth and then looks like they screw everything down on top of it. Yeah, yeah, that's that. That's actually a treatment that if you look at photos of the actual surgery, it might be a little scary looking. But um, when it comes to different options, a dentition's in like a really bad way, and you're comparing that to well, I guess my only option is to walk around with these really bad teeth or get a denture. That option, call that all on four, all on six, uh, depending on how many implants are used. Uh -huh. So we do that procedure for patients when it's indicated, when it's an option for them and, and they decide to go along that road. It's actually something that's very, how, very predictable. How do you decide which one they should go with? Well, well go ahead. Go ahead. I, I was just going to say, really, it's patient by patient. You know, Rob and I, we don't have one treatment for everybody who comes into the office. And I tell, the, I tell patients that in a new consultation. So if it's an all-on-four procedure with implants and a, and a surgeon involved, that's one option. If it's two veneers, it's one option. Maybe it's just a little bit of bonding and some do you, whitening. Do you lay out all their options? Yes. Can you make everybody a beautiful smile? Well, there's there's always there's always going to be an option, whether we're talking about a few to teeth give someone a, a complete set of teeth and the beautiful ones. Absolutely. Everybody, sure. From one tooth missing to a whole bunch of cracked dangling teeth to the worst case scenario to where the, I, I mean, what, at what point can you be like, I can't do anything for you? Well, it, I'd have to say, you know, quite confidently, it's always an option. There's always an option uh, that you're going to be able to provide somebody with a great smile. I've got an example for you. Okay. Okay. So you gave me this beautiful smile, right? Yes. What happens with the gum when it's going away it's just it's disappearing how do you get that back well that's that sounds like a, a a treatment that would be great to work with like a multidisciplinary approach where we'd have a periodontist involved who's uh -huh. a gum specialist yeah if you're trying to get gum tissue back that's the person who you want to talk to and if we take a look at where you want to go and where we want to make the end result uh, appear yeah then in a lot of cases, that's somebody we bring into the conversation. We work with uh, specialists. So that person specifically will handle getting one thing done right. because once they get that done, that's a building blocks and steps that you use to get the other objective handled. Absolutely. Any case that comes in that we're talking about that, that somebody has that they're looking for an improvement, well, I'm always tuning my eyes into the limiting factors. What is going to be the part of this smile that is going to limit it from being a perfect end result. Is there such a thing with it, that patient? So say somebody has uh, you know, a gum line on one of their teeth that's way up higher than the other ones. The solution is not just using porcelain to cover them up. You have to come up with a solution for that uneven oh. gum height. So whether that's the problem or whether somebody's missing three teeth right in the middle on the bottom and you say, well, the bone level is low. Oh, yeah. What do we worry? You know, we're worried about getting tissue there. That's always the thing when you're treatment planning somebody for a cosmetic end result. You're going to look at those limiting factors. You're going to discuss that with the patient. They need to be aware of what those are, and you come up with different options and different plans that, in some cases, can address them wholly, and in other cases, 
you know, certain options don't address every little detail as much. And you have to go in knowing that and you have to come up with as many options as you can for each. each everybody's different. That's so interesting. <clears throat> So, well, and it's it's common. I, I, I'm sorry to cut you off no, there, but uh, just elaborating on what Rob said. Two cases that I just recently did were four of the front teeth were involved periodontally. So instead of hanging on and investing in tons and tons and tons of periodontal treatments and maybe not having a good end game or end result, the the four teeth were eliminated, two implants were placed and a four unit bridge was placed that was completely all porcelain from canine to canine. So this person went from having crooked teeth, they got instant braces, so to speak, because they, they were able to, able to straighten things uh, with, the, with the implants. So, so there's always options. How does one pay for this to change their lives? They don't have a ton of money to work with. They want to get this done. They don't have the smile that they feel confident, comfortable in that it, it, they look at it as an obstruction to them reaching their goals. When you look at that type of thing, those people will say, well, listen, I gotta do whatever it takes to, to, to make this happen. The thing is, is not everybody has the money to do it. And that's yeah. basically what you said. I think in a lot of cases, you, you have to look at it and recognize that there is a return on your investment that will make you a more confident person, more comfortable person, uh, professionally, personally, if you believe that. I'm living it, you right. know, like I, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on. And we discussed, you know, the the process and, and getting this done and, and suddenly you get past the sensitive teeth to where everything's settling in and you're looking yourself in the mirror and you're like, it, it's amazing. And it's not just that superficial, like, oh, I, I have a nice smile. It goes so much deeper. I can't even explain like how just sometimes I stop and I think to myself, man, the person that they're looking at right now has a killer smile and a set of teeth. And it makes me suddenly all excited. Well, and I think the thing is, too, is when you look at the financial end of things, people justify financial decisions based off of who they think it might make happy. Uh, if they're purchasing a deck for the back of their house, they look at it as an investment for the family. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, that or they buy a new vehicle every three years. So it's funny. Everybody is value-driven based on, or let's say they make decisions based on, on value and return on investment or... In a, in, a, in a vehicle purchase, actually not a very good return on an investment. Oh. Now let's talk about how much do you think your smile impacts your uh, total earnings over a year or over a <laughs> lifetime? There was a study done in the U.S. and they had a group of people, and, and it was a large group, so it was quality information. They had a group of people evaluate photos of people who had maybe not the best smile. Yeah. Uh, these aren't people with drastically horrible smiles. Maybe some discoloration, some crowding, you know, maybe one tooth doesn't look too hot, crooked smile, things like that. They showed these people... The oh, big, you had to tell them what the, you thought of this person. They rated these people before oh, yeah, and after yeah. on several oh, characteristics. And these aren't dentists. These are just, these are just lay people. This is just, yeah. Um, <laughs> the characteristics, <laughs> every, every single one of these characteristics were improved after the smile was changed. So let me go through this list. People were evaluated on their attractiveness, how intelligent they are, how happy they appear to be, how successful they are in their career, how friendly they look, how interesting they look, how kind they look, how wealthy they look, how popular they would be with the opposite sex, and how sensitive they are to other people. Did they do this? People 
fixed their teeth and then they did the same people? Yes, yeah. Oh, my. So they were looking at these people. and They had a baseline. Every oh. single one of those attributes, their approval rating went up after the smile was changed. Wow. So they even thought that these people looked more sensitive to other people because they had a nice smile. Really? Really? Uh, the most significant... That's insane. Yeah, the most significant in increases in scores went with attractiveness, success, wealth, and popularity with the opposite sex. So is a really eye-opening study wow. and and the hard thing is is uh a message that's 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 great about society today is is they say people should accept you for who you are and and that's a that's a beautiful thing that, that we're working towards that's true, but, but but what's difficult is uh, when it comes deep down to it there are things that that people evaluate well, the way the people you know they they respond to you that way that's not even whether they that's it, that's a reactionary thing right yeah, I mean we're not it, here trying a, to promote the rules we're not yeah it's not them. like um, you're not, saying people should accept everybody it's different yes but that's a control thing yeah. that's like I'm going to choose to accept them and, and not treat alienate this person your reaction to them is not something you're controlling. That is still what you feel on your, you know, what it's they've an, decided upon. And that could be someone giving you a job. Yeah, it's, it's a natural response. It's instinctual. I mean, yeah. there's no, we're not, we're not promoting that or <laughs> pushing that out there. It's yeah, just, we're not defending that, that that's great, that, that, that that's how it is. But a study like that illustrates, you know, the reality yeah. that, that we're in. So you think if people found that to be a major priority, they would just find a way to make it happen essentially well there's there's financing available yeah. you know there's options hope the money a lot of times we see people having help from their family because their to family recognizes happen. that oh. this is somebody who you know somebody young who might not have a lot of money uh, there's there's a minor change and it's and it's really affecting the way they feel about themselves and they're depressed and they, they don't have the confidence they're, what if they didn't living, even realize that it was the teeth? Yeah. How do you get them to understand? <laughs> right. Well, that's a great question. I Because people will do everything else, including break up with people and find new diets or everything in the world trying to make themselves happier. I've always said that you need to find the happiness first and then you'll be pulled in the direction that you need to go. And people are like, I don't get how you can say that. Well, hate yourself all you want, but if you don't get in a good place in your mind, nothing's gonna change, you know what I mean? So you almost have to become fully acceptant of yourself before something's gonna change. Well, usually if if they have problems, it's been demonstrated that as you get older, usually the crowding increases. So yeah. if you have crooked teeth, they usually get more crooked. If what makes them look bad at 20 is that, you know, they're stained, they're probably gonna stain more over time. It just it, keeps it getting usually worse. doesn't get naturally better, but I'll tell you what, there are some people out there that have crooked teeth and they are insanely confident. And oh, I know, you know, to I know, them, I know. I don't say, oh, that person needs oh, yeah. cosmetic dentistry. If they feel good in their own skin, then God bless them. That's, that's, that's fantastic for them. But on the other hand, we also know that, you know, we're all under our own judgment. Yeah. We're all yeah. under the scrutiny. It's, it's the age of, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to post uh, something uh, and wait for the feedback. Sure. And there's a lot of feedback these days. And that, that's not always that easy to swallow. So I say to the people who are confident and, you know, maybe they don't have the most aesthetic smile, that's fine. Leave it be. Yeah. If you feel good about yourself, you don't need cosmetic dentistry. Yeah. When I, when I have somebody come in and we talk about what we can do for them, first they might start pointing to one tooth or, well, it's these two. 
And I tell them, look, here's the deal. I could see all these different things that you might not notice. Oh, yeah. I'm going to explain them to you. Yeah, and I, and I want you to see, you know, what we could do on several different options. All that matters is at the end of the procedure in cosmetic dentistry is that you are pleased with what you chose. Right. After we educated you and told you how we could help you. If that's one bonding, one yeah. filling on a front tooth that straightens that, that one tooth that's to slow you up. What they want and done you, and, and that's it. And you look it, at happy. it afterwards and you say, I'm happy he was yeah. able to just fix it at one. That didn't oh, cost good, me good, so much. Good. And then if, you know, if it's somebody who says, well, you know, I didn't know that I wanted more of my smile done. But, you know, he explained that that tooth is viewed in that side of my smile, when, you know, from this angle. Now I realize that. I'm so glad I did it because this is the right choice for me. That's all that we seek to, to gain for patients is them being pleased at the end, educating them, and making the right decision for them. Sure. Yeah. Brian, what is, uh, what is the most important, most gratifying part of what you do right now? Patients that are happy, that leave the practice. Because they were educated, things were planned out, yeah. and we're able to we're able to come to a let's say a decision together as a as a team. So one of the things Robin and I do is um, not only educate patients in the office, but online also. So there's an open forum called Real Self, and on your site or just a it's a it's actually a oh, site okay. kind of like a kind of like a uh, what would you say, Rob? Uh, like a like a Yelp or a well, Google it's... or a yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of like ask ask the expert. Yeah, but there's uh, you guys are tied into that where you're able to give advice. Yes. Sure, there's a whole bunch nice. of dentists, whole bunch of doctors. Um, mostly that th that's a cosmetic based uh, site. So if they're talking about cosmetic procedures that are medical based uh, or dental based, it's it's a it's a place where people can just set up an account, ask a question, and receive a, a real answer from you know a doctor That's or great. dentist within those That's fields. Yeah. And and it, it could be somebody who's in Houston that's typing in their question and I could be answering it that night. That's fantastic. Anywhere. So I think it's those sort of open forums, I think they're great for patients when it comes to educating. Yeah. Because and I'm not trying to promote real self, but that being yeah. said, um, back in the day it was mostly marketing and advertising online and then the patient information wasn't so interactive. Now if you have specific questions that are dialed in as part of your research See what other doctors oh, yeah. are saying because you can call Other people are going to have very similar questions as well. So you're going to find other people asking the things that you might not even have thought of, but you would like to know. Right. Yeah. And we and you need to root through some of the nonsense yeah. out there because that's what I talk to patients about all the time. You and I communicate, you being my patient or our patient, mm. we communicate directly. There is no third party, that being an insurance company. Yeah. In a lot of cases, you get the third party and the fourth party, which would be the insurance company, and then a corporation that's telling the doctor what to do. So then the patient has to go through two lines of defense oh, yeah, before they yeah. actually talk to the dentist who now is an employee. You do a lot of basic stuff, like basic dentistry, obviously. Yeah, so it's a lot of people with health insurance could get... And then there's the other stuff that's like, you know... Yeah, I mean, they come to us, they have insurance, but it doesn't dictate to me sure. how I treat them. Oh, yeah. We make decisions together... And and honestly, it's funny because in That's the world best of, for the patient, yeah, yeah. In, in the world of let's just say specialty drinks, cocktails, people want a specialty drink. People want to go to a restaurant that is farm to table. Oh yeah, they want a direct relationship almost with the chef. My next question about 
the environment that you, you invite your clients into. Yeah. That environment is pretty sweet. <laughs> I gotta be honest with you. Tell me about that. Like what who who thought about that level of execution and comfort? <laughs> well, one of our main objectives right off the bat was to try to create an atmosphere where a patient comes in and they feel like they're coming to you know a warm place. And this place being, tell us the full name and address and how we can reach you. <laughs> this is Cranberry Dental Studio at 10011 Pendleton Way, Cranberry Township, PA 16066. That's our new office. We moved in the office a year and a half ago and it's really, it's our dream because we had the opportunity to practice for about 13 years in a space that maybe wasn't our, our true skin. Yeah, this skin is very you, guys. <laughs> I go to the dentist, it smells amazing when you walk in there. And then you sit down and, and everybody's just so welcoming and, and it's a pleasure to be there. And then you sit in front of this fireplace on comfy sofas and the TV always has something on the HDTV on there. Well, we wanted the, the waiting room to feel comfortable. It's like Most, someone's home, like yeah. the room. Coffee like, shop. Or like a, a comfortable spa. Some spas are a little pretentious. Yeah. Um, but a comfortable spa or a comfortable living room for people to come in and, and not feel like walking into your average doctor's office that you look around and you think, boy, I better not touch those magazines. <laughs> I think there's a disease on them. I don't oh, really yeah. want to sit down. Sterile. You, you, you instantly get yeah. anxiety from that type of atmosphere. So that was like kind of the first step if you're coming to our office. But on the other hand, I, we can't say enough about having the right people. Oh, yeah. On our team. You got a great staff. We are so Hands pleased down. with the, the people who are part of our office. Um, and that's a shout out to you guys from, <laughs> from, from the docs. You guys, yeah. thanks no, you so guys much. Are fanta they're fantastic. There's so many great people. It's nothing without them. I'm super excited about it. So we're going to have you back because I want to talk Botox. Oh, there you go. Okay. Yeah. We want to do Botox next. But I have a couple questions that I like to ask. Now, what is the cocktail that you would like to enjoy today <laughs> to say goodbye world, you know, see you later? And it would have to be Tiki Focus. It would have to go with the Tiki Bar theme. I want a whole Tiki Bar wow. provided by Still Southern Mixology because we did our Tiki Bar. That's it, a shout out. I think you have to have Tiki out. Lights. I mean, tiki, tiki skirts. Would you yeah. be hanging Blue out skirts. with the Rob on this one? You bet. Yeah, so it would be tiki <laughs> bars and cocktails are flowing for the last day. Listen, I love I love a good tiki drink and multiple multiple rums and all sorts of good stuff there. And you managed to mention Steel City Mixology, which is not a terrible <laughs> thing. Now. The best. So one last question for you, gentlemen. If you could share that drink, your tiki experience, with anyone... But it's a rock star because I've been to both of your homes and I see a rock theme going on here. So I'm going to say rock star. What rock star, dead or alive, would you share your tiki experience with? Now, remember, you guys are already both there. So if you play your cards right and you choose the right two people, it could be very interesting <laughs> to have them in the room together That's as well. Right. Right. So, uh, Brian? Well, you know, actually, now that you just put it that way, I think somebody would run a muck. It would probably be uh, pr pretty out of control there would be somebody like Jim Morrison. I think oh, he, yeah. He be, uh, yeah. Oh, wow. He yeah. probably, he probably might drink the entire TV oh, bar shit. himself. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was thinking a little more tame. I was thinking David Bowie. Oh, just, oh, yeah. I just think that guy is just... Had such David a uh, Bowie would be so annoyed with Jim Morrison. <laughs> you know what? He probably would. Get yeah. him out of there and maybe bring Iggy Pop in. And 
Excellent. Well, gentlemen, uh, would you come back and join us for a Botox talk? Sounds great. Excellent. I want to delve into the world of Botox. There are so many other uses for Botox that people don't even understand. There's, there's so. an amazing amount of applications. So I want to talk more about that. Come on back. Uh, thank you very much, and, and we're out, gentlemen. Cheers to you both. Thank you for joining us on Devour and Addictive Podcast. Devour and Addictive Podcast, sponsored by Cranberry Dental Studio. We take dentistry to the next level.